All right, what's up, guys? Mr. Albert here. We're with Mr. Sparling. We're with Joshua. We're with Christian. We're going to be talking about picking a job. I know I'm I'm 29 and I just had a career change recently. So it's something that's always front of mind for a lot of people. So our topic today is picking a job. Our host today is Joshua. So Joshua, take it away, man. Uh, so picking a job, it's a very interesting topic. Because every time somebody asks me where my first job was, I always say I work with the mayor's office. And then there's so many questions behind that. Like, what do you do? What do you do there? Where's that? And so I just tell them I work basically hand in hand with the mayor. And they just look at me like, you shouldn't be working with the mayor. You should be like a 30-year-old dude working with the mayor, not a freshman. in high- I got this job as a freshman in high school, too. So that's what really made people like look at me weird. But like, uh, Sparling, do you have like what 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 was your first job when you was a kid? I'll tell you, it wasn't working with the mayor. Man, <laughs> I was um as a kid, I I was working like odd jobs. You know, I'd mow lawns and like remove weeds from gardens and stuff like that. Um, man, I can't even remember. Like, I I feel like they all jumble together. Like, I just think about high school jobs. I, I was a camp counselor at a horseback riding camp, but I didn't know anything about horseback riding. So they kind of quickly just started using me as like a like a random labor person. Like they had me like cleaning the the horse stables and stuff like that. I think that was my first like official job where I was like on the books. And then I did a lot of like landscaping stuff. So I was doing like stuff outside. I definitely wasn't in an office with a mayor. That seems super cool though. So you've met Lovely Warren? Yeah, I've met her. Been a couple of couple of dinners with with her. Yeah. What was that like? Are you still, do you still work with the mayor? Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's really like everybody thinks like the mayor's like this big, important person. She's just like another person that you could just say, walk up to, hi, you know, have a conversation with. And she'll have a conversation with you. If she's not busy, she'll busy. She'll like try, like, oh, I have to do this, this, and that. And, you know, it's a nice, it's a nice thing. It's not like she's like, she doesn't act high in mind. She acts like basically like one of your friends. Like to me, she acts like more of like a mother. Uh, Christian, I got like, what was your first job? Or, like your your dream job? If you don't have a first job, uh, yeah, I've had a job yet, so no first job here. But um, I don't know. I want to get like what I want to start streaming, but like I haven't like I don't have the stuff for that yet. So you know, like I haven't really done that. But when I do. You're on my podcast, Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Ben Albert. First question I have is not about your job. First, it's about your name. Is your name Ben Albert or like Mr. Ben or like Mr. Albert? I was always confused about this. <laughs> it's funny because uh, my full name is actually Benjamin Scott Albert, and if you look at Benjamin Scott Albert, there's two things. There are three first names. Benjamin Scott Albert, but they're also three last names, Benjamin Scott Albert. So my name is Mr. Benjamin Albert. However, I can go by Albert Benjamin. I could go by Albert Benjamin Scott. I could go by Scott Albert Benjamin. It it literally can go in a lot of directions, but my name on the birth certificate is Mr. 
that's not on the birth certificate. Benjamin Albert. I, I hope that clears it up. Okay. So it didn't. I'm more confused than I was. <laughs> so Scotty, it's Scotty. Is that what, is that what you're telling us? Scott is my middle name, but I've I've just I really like Albert Benjamin Scott. I feel like if I was an Albert, if I was Albert Benjamin Scott, I would be, um, I'd just be cool. I don't know, like a butler, like wear a tuxedo. But then if you go to Scott Albert Benjamin, it's a completely different name. Is it? I think I think Scott Albert Benjamin has like a different ring to it. It sounds, I think it sounds more urban. Albert Benjamin Scott maybe sounds a little bit more butler. Benjamin Scott Albert, I don't know. I'm I've heard that too many times in that. I, I'm kind of wanting to switch it up by now. Yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm just projecting about how cool I think it must be to be a butler. But yeah. I feel like they're all <laughs> every name in my name in my mind always sounds like butler first and then <laughs> another. <laughs> I think the idea is it's like old and English sounding. Like it sounds very old fashioned. I mean Benjamin. That's a biblical name. Is Scott a biblical name? I don't think so. I don't know. If, I don't know if he's Scott's in the Bible. It sounds so, a little casual. So I've completely derailed the podcast. I'm going to have to do some research on my own name. I'll get back to you guys when I know a little bit more about it. Yeah. So now that we have no idea what your name is, Joshua, what was your other question for Mr. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Benjamin? Um, what was your first job? What was it like? I worked at Bill Gray's and I liked it because like all when you're getting your first job, it can be tough. I always recommend figuring, figuring out where your friends are working and try to get a job there. If you're really struggling, because I couldn't get a job. I had no experience and I got a job at Bill Gray's because five of my friends worked there. So one of my friends was on the grill. Another friend was on the fryer. Another friend was a cashier and I was doing the dishes and I loved doing the dishes because I would bump music as loud as possible. So when everybody had like their stressful role where they're like dealing with customers, they'd come back to like take a deep breath and I would just be jamming. So I was kind of like the positive energy in the background, cleaning dishes. And for me, that was a great first job because it, it didn't take any skill. And I got to have a really good time and, and learn a lot there. So, what was like the, like your favorite song that you usually will bump back there? Or like you had to play this song like every day back there. Yeah. So people probably won't know this band, but there's a band called Giant Panda Gorilla Dub Squad. That's a mouthful. A lot of people, listeners, you might not have heard of this band. Look them up. They do have over a hundred thousand likes on Facebook, so they're not huge. But they are, you know, known. And Giant Panda Grow Dub Squad started in like 2005, 2006. And by the time I was working this job in like 08, they were the number one like reggae band coming out of Rochester, coming out of the region where like a lot of people had their shirts. Like you could tell who the hippies were at school because they were all wearing this reggae band shirt. Um, so I would bump their music all the time because, you know, my group of friends, we all listen to this reggae band, Giant Panda Girl Dub Squad, which honestly, I think makes it kind of funnier because if you didn't know this band, 
you'd be like, why is all these Bill Gray's employees playing this random reggae music? <laughs> it is very random for sure. Yeah, I, I can't imagine there are too many Rochester-based reggae bands. There's more than you would think, but a lot of them aren't like nationally known. So mm. it's like if you're not in, you're out kind of thing. You got to know about them. And then once you do, you're like, oh, my God, everybody's lip syncing the words. Everybody's like knows each other. It's like it's definitely in an in crowd and an out crowd. And when you've got that going on in high school, yeah, you could tell who my friends were versus who I didn't know as well. I gotta say, you're very lucky that you had access to the to the stereo at your job. So I, I also worked in food service at one point. I worked at a pizza shop, um, and it was like you know, it was it was a, a small business. It's not like we had like a, a corporate manager looking over our shoulders. We it was usually just like like the oldest guy in the restaurant at, at any given time was probably like 24. Um, so we were always like able to listen to our own music, but because I wasn't a manager, I didn't have, I didn't have control over that. Um, but (laughs) the music was always like pop rock from like the early two thousands. I listened to so much Alanis Morissette at this job. And if you don't know who that is, just think like power pop, like kind of like Avril Lavigne type stuff, but the music, your, the music your mom probably listens to. Yeah, no, like if you ever went to a grocery store, it's probably playing in the grocery store. <laughs> um, but that was a lot of fun. Yeah, my when, going back to first jobs, like my dad always told me, like your first job should tell you what to avoid in your next job. And he was absolutely right because I, I quickly found out that I don't like working outside, like working really hard all day and getting sweaty. That's just true. You know, I guess I don't have that kind of grit in me. Um, I didn't really like doing landscaping. I thought it was like, I don't know. I just couldn't wait for the day to end every day. <laughs> but working at the restaurant, I actually thought that was a lot of fun. But like a lot of people like don't like food service because it's stressful. You got to work. You got to deal with like hangry customers. Uh, but I actually really liked it. Like so Joshua, it. that brings me back to you. I know you're just speaking for, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you worked with the mayor, which is yeah. like policymaking, yeah. like very direct policymaking, but you're talking about engineering. So did that job actually steer you away from like public policymaking? I mean, yes, because the people I work with at the mayor's office, they can be very, they can be very difficult at times. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of things people don't want to do, but they'll you'll ask them to do it and then they'll try to like, ask you to do the thing you ask them but in a different way <laughs> but they know you can't do it but they also try to ask mm. and you know you just don't want to deal with that for the rest of your life so and plus i was always it was my aunt always asked me what did i like wanted to be and then like i was like a little kid at the time so i would i didn't know what i wanted to be for a while i said a chef just like to get her off like my back. So she stopped asking me, but like every day. So I just started coming up with like the most random answers. And like, I remember one time, what was that? I, we were at a restaurant, I forgot which one, but they had like a buffalo head on the wall. So I said, I want to be a buffalo butterfly tamer. <laughs> a buffalo butterfly tamer? Yes. You combine two animals and say it, and then she just looks at you like you're ridiculous and they kind of yeah. just 
But then you got to tame it. Yeah. So that's two jobs in one. Because not only are you creating a new animal, then you have to tame it. Yeah. But then you got to look at the money. Create your own animal in your own business at the same time. Did you say you got to look at the money? Yeah. I like how even in this completely fictional career that you've created, <laughs> you're still like, they got to think about the money. It's a multi-million dollar industry. Nobody else has come into that field at all. I'll give you that. So, Christian, have you considered that career? I know we talked about how you're, you're still looking, so maybe that could be yours. <laughs> I never thought about that. <laughs> really? Never. What, um, if you, like, didn't have to make money, does that change it? Like, would you, would you uh, start thinking about this stuff differently if, it did, if money didn't matter? Kind of. Kind of. I'd still want to do something that I enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, because that was always, like, the hardest part for me. Like, I had, I, f- I felt like half the people talking to me were like, no, you got to find something that you enjoy. And the other half of people were like, no, you got to find something that pays well. And like, I never figured out who was right, you know, because on the one hand, if you find a job that you enjoy, like, I guess that's cool because every day is fun. Um, And if it's paying enough that you can survive, then like, I guess that's cool too. But on the other hand, if you, if you find a job that's like, "Eh, it's, it's all right, you know, maybe you don't want to do it forever, but if this pays really well, like, I don't know, you might be able to retire pretty early. Like if you're making six figures right off the bat and you're like smart with money, like you listen to uh, Ask Pat, Smart Passive Income. And you're just like, I don't know, you might be able to retire at 30 and just live off your own wealth and do whatever you want. So in that sense, you can almost like do both. You know, you can get the high paying job only to stop after a couple of years and then do whatever you want. So I got a question for you. Like, if money was like same question you asked Christian, if money wasn't an object right now in your life, what would you do? Yeah, that's a good question. I feel like I ask all these questions and then like I don't have a good answer. But I I honestly think that for the first couple years, I would be extremely lazy and unproductive, and it would be a terrible couple of years because I would just feel like I was wasting time. And then I would have an epiphany where I'd actually like figure out what matters. I don't know. I feel like it, I would like to work in a restaurant. I love, I loved working in that pizza shop. It was a small business. And like, if money wasn't an option and I didn't have to worry about like paying bills and stuff like that, I don't know. I might try and like open up a small restaurant. You know, like if I could just pay the bills, I feel like that's, that's the stressful part. Like most restaurants fail. But, like, if money wasn't a concern, I'd do it. Yeah, I know me personally, I would probably go travel and do, like, the most random things. Because, you know, that's that's just that's me. You know, I do random things, you know. A lot of my time would probably be spent on some beach, on some faraway place that I own. And Mr. Albert, what, what would you like to do with your life if you money was an option i mean that sounds fun traveling live live on a beach somewhere i i will i will say i'm too fidgety to sit still long enough to live on a beach 
I feel like personally I'd get bored. But if money was not like in the conversation at all, I'd be traveling all the time. I'd still have a home base probably here in Rochester, definitely here in Rochester. Um, and I'd want a music venue. And of course, mm. since money is not an option or not an issue, rather, since money's not an issue, um, I'd be able to bring in any musician I want. So I'd live the life of success where how I would do it, this is getting complicated, but how I would do it is I would own real estate all across the United States. Um, so I could go to California and have a place to live. But when I wasn't sleeping there, I'd rent it out to somebody else. So I'd go to California, rent it when I'm not there, go to Texas, go to New York City, and then come home to Rochester where I have this huge music venue where I get to invite anybody I want to. And it doesn't even matter if it's cost too much money. I Money's not in the conversation, right? So what this means to me, though, is that I like traveling. Um, I can sit still. So I always want to be doing something. And I love music. So if I could somehow manifest all the greatest musicians just to play private shows in my venue for me, that'd be the perfect life ever. Again, I don't think that's possible. And I don't recommend anyone try to pull that off. Maybe it is possible, though. I mean, you never know if it's possible. But like, what's like the number one musician? Like, if you could do it, you would have like uh, no musician of all time. Any musician you could alive or dead, alive or dead. Who would you have? These are like the hardest questions for me, because as someone who's loved music his whole life, it depends like every year the answer changes a little bit. Um, I'd kind of like to see the Beatles just because I think it would be interesting to see the Beatles. Um, It's hard to decide when you say live or dead, because really what I would want to do, and this would make the decision easier is I would want to put on like a four day music festival where there's music from six in the morning till three in the morning every day. And then I wouldn't have to pick and choose. I would just invite everybody. But cause yeah, I, that doesn't answer your question. We'll go with the Beatles though. We'll go with the Beatles. All right. All right. Spiraling. I saw you had a little reaction. Well, who would you invite? Oh, I don't know. Actually maybe like Daft Punk. Because that's just a party, right? <laughs> That'd be so fun. You just listen. Do you know who Daft Punk is, Josh? Yeah. Yeah. So imagine, just, I don't know. Just, I've seen videos of their uh, their concerts. They look like so much fun. Because um, I don't know. Like, I feel like there are definitely musicians that I like a lot. But I like them for their, like, their music, like their studio work. And sometimes that doesn't translate to like live music really well. But you know, if you have like, Daft Punk on, it's going to be a party. But uh, what Mr. Albert was saying, it's giving me a good idea. So, first of all, Mr. Albert, are you going to be like a good landlord or are you going to be like a slumlord? Well, this is the best part. Since money is not in the, the conversation, I simply just find the best landlord, the best property management company, the greatest people that I can trust to do all of the landlord maintenance for me. So I buy the property, but I pay Mr. Sparling to take care of it. Mr. Sparling, in theory, let's say there's uh, like apartments, you could live there for free 
And all you got to do is pick up rent. Amazing. So, all right. So now that I know that you're going to be like a good landlord and uh, you're a you're, reputable you're, human being. And, and you're I, the I, landlord, I, Mr. Sparling. Oh. You're, you're <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, I have a proposition for you. It's okay. a new five-year plan. So if you, <laughs> since you're going to be making all this passive income on your properties and you're going to be a good person, uh, I feel comfortable doing business with you now because I, I admire the quality of your, your, your integrity. Um, and you want to start a music venue and I want to start a restaurant. And there's a certain place in Rochester that no longer exists called Funkin' Waffles. And I think we could bring it back. Are you familiar with Funkin' Waffles? Yeah. So it's, er, it's basically Water Street Music Hall. Funkin' Waffles re-basically revisited it and brought it back. Um, but then unfortunately Funkin' Waffles closed. So Water Street's been there for like 20 plus years though. So it would, it would have to be like a relive of Water Street Music Hall. But yes, I, I love the place. So Joshua and Christian, if you're not familiar, it, it was a music venue that you could buy, you could eat waffles at, which is awesome. like such a, and it, it still exists in Syracuse, but it was a really fun place in Rochester. So Mr. Albert could start the venue part. I'll start the kitchen. And then we could uh, make that happen again. Sounds like are a ton talking, of fun. Are we talking about <laughs> like Eggo waffles, like that, Brent? Or are we talking about like... No, we're like, oh. like gourmet waffles. All right. What's your, what's your favorite kind of waffle then? Like, we got we to know. Are, are there different types of waffles? I mean, like, sometimes people put, like, chocolate on them. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm picturing, like, a... Like, on a, it, like your base waffle, like, we're going to put on it. I'm, I like it simple. Just, like syrup like good maple syrup with like lots of butter maybe maybe some chocolate sauce maybe but like a belgian waffle with like you know it, it just sugar and butter and bread you know <laughs> what's can't better than wrong. that can't go wrong christian do you have a favorite type of waffle mr albert do you have a favorite type of waffle maybe yeah christian, I I'm muted. oh i don't know <laughs> it's debatable what do you like waffles or pancakes? Waffles. Okay, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> what are you putting on your waffle? Um basic basically just syrup butter, you know. Sometimes I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, sugar and butter. What would you like to put on your waffle? What? Are you asking uh, me? Yeah. Yeah, I think you guys you guys probably like vanilla ice cream too, right? I only say that cuz you're just going to put syrup and butter. What what about some toppings here? Like I want to put on chocolate. I want to put chocolate chips in the waffle. I want to put fresh fruit. I want berries, like I want blueberries, I want strawberries, I want raspberries. I want bananas chopped up. Let's cook the banana. Let's make a, a banana bread waffle. So let's get some chocolate and nuts in the waffle too. Mr. Sparling disagrees with all this. I I'm can about tell to leave the call. I'm <laughs> about to leave the call. This is that's too much. You are you're oversaturating the waffle experience. It's simple and pure. You have butter and you have sugar, and you can appreciate it for what it is. You start throwing on the berries and the whipped cream and the ice cream. It's like you can't focus on any one ingredient. It's just more sugar that he's adding on just benefits him better. That's what he just let let him be his waffle dreams, okay, Sparling. Don't come for him in his waffle dreams. I I am here to to judge opinions that have no 
inherent ranking. <laughs> so somebody came into your waffle shop and said, I want all this on there. You're going to tell them to get out? <laughs> we yeah, because money's not an option. <laughs> I just described, this is the thing, though. I just described a waffle that already exists. All I'm doing is throwing some berries on it. You can go and get banana pancakes and ask for some blueberries and strawberries on it. They're not going to look at you like you're crazy. It's not like I'm putting like jalapeno peppers in it. Hey, the difference is this is Sparling's restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Like, people say the customer is always right. I am here to tell you that that is objectively false. So I worked at a pizza shop that, for whatever reason, sold paninis. I don't know why. I guess <laughs> and it wasn't even like a like a proper commercial panini press. It was like something that you'd buy for your house. And people would come. In. It was a college town, so people would, like parents would come in from out of town, and they'd walk into a pizza shop. And then say, you know, it's a good idea. I should order the panini at the pizza shop. And then, of course, they kind of like derails the whole operation. They got to wait like half an hour for their panini. Meanwhile, there's like 17 slices of pizza that are ready to go. And they could like be in and out, you know, just as quick as they wanted to. So I don't know. If you go to a pizza shop and you order a panini, I just assume that you're the type of person that goes to a waffle shop and like gets all the toppings and ruins the waffle. Hey, I'm on ben, I'm on Mr. Albert's side. I want everything in and on my waffle that I want. Especially when it to your waffle place. You know, honestly, to each his own. It sounds like me and Christian are on the same wavelength here, and Joshua and Mr. Albert are on the opposite wrong well, wavelength. I, I, well, I'd like to negotiate this here, because has anyone been to a Froyo frozen yogurt shop? The beauty is you get to choose your toppings. I love buffets specifically because I can't make a decision. So I just choose everything. COVID obviously needs to calm down. We need to be vaccinated. We need to be safe. We need to figure out a way to do it. However, I would want a buffet where in theory, let's say you buy the waffle. However, you can purchase the topping separately. So there's no one telling you what you can and can't do. I'm purchasing my toppings separately. And in theory, a topping like maybe chocolate chips, you would just have them, they toss it in the batch. So you could buy the, you could put the toppings on top or you could put it in the waffle. However, that's an extra charge. So we can have the pure, you know, untouched, beautiful, basic butter and sugar. And for people that don't want to be boring with their waffles. I'm just talking trash, really. They can actually choose their toppings and they can have anything they want on it. So I think that's a good middle ground. Yeah. As much as I trash the, uh, the opulence of <laughs> throwing all the, uh, the toppings on your waffle, I, I am much more um, interested in everyone having their personal optimal waffle experience. <laughs> so that sounds like a perfect idea. And I'm really oh, yeah, not. Joshua, did this help you decide what you want to be when you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it did not. He's, he's going to be a chef or something. Christian's going to be a chef. Someone's got to be all, a chef now. <laughs> we're all going to leave and go make some waffles, though. Hey, hey, but get like, you know, my dream job, you know, and then I might start a waffle shop. And then Sparling's not going to be allowed in there because we don't do plain waffles. You're a waffle shop that doesn't do plain waffles? We don't do plain waffles here. Oh, like that. What's up? I I don't know why I have so many pizza shop stories. This is actually a different pizza shop, but I remember walking into a pizza shop one time with a friend and we just, we had just ordered some like plain cheese slices and they're just like, we only got pepperoni. (laughs) Like you're a pizza shop and you don't have plain pizza slices like kind of weird. <laughs> well how do you make the pepperoni slices yeah, no, 
Exactly. It's just like, well, take them off. Like, I'm more thinking though, you go into a pizza shop and like every single slut, all pizzas have mushrooms on them or they all have pineapples on it. It's like, no, we don't, we don't serve red pizza with cheese. We serve white pizza with anchovies, pineapple and mushrooms. That is all. Yeah. No, it's like going into those like fancy restaurants. Like I was, I've never really like been in a super fancy restaurant. I'm very intimidated by it Mm. because you know, I don't know. I just feel like the second I'd go in there, I would have this like weird reaction where I just suddenly become adverse to the whole experience. And I'd be like, what do you mean you don't have chicken nuggets? You know, like (laughs) I feel like I'd just be a very difficult person. Never ask for a, never ask for a side of ketchup. The chef will (laughs) murder you. If you ask for a a side of ketchup at a fancy restaurant. Yeah. (laughs) That's my one pointer. I feel like I would be kicked out of a fancy restaurant. I don't know why, but it's going to be some reason I'll probably get kicked out. But I feel like the people that we went with, we'd have a good time, though. <laughs> well, based on uh, the stories you've told us about your childhood, you'd be you'd be kicked out for like climbing on their like their uh, sculptures and whatnot. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's really quiet in a restaurant. I wouldn't climb on things. I probably like we probably probably kicked off like too loud, but like. You know, we would we would have a very good time there. Sir, please get out of the lobster tank. Hey, it's not my fault you put it on the floor. <laughs> you said I could pick my lobster, so I got it. You you've Probably done right. that before or no? No. <laughs> tell tell me about a time where you got kicked out of a place, something like that. Has it happened? Uh no. No, I don't think so. It sounds like you're not as bad as you think you are. You're, you'd probably be fun to have around, honestly. You'd probably be like, you'd you'd make it interesting. Like if I was a guest and I saw you just being yourself, I, I'd be interested. I think it would be fun. Yeah. Have you been kicked out of a restaurant, Mr. Albert? Have you been kicked out of anywhere? Not really. I've been, I've been kicked out of class. Hmm. That's because I fell asleep. That that was like 15 years ago. Um, what about you, Christian? Have you ever been kicked out of a, a public space like that? Um, to be honest, I think so. But I can't remember like where. But I think it's it pretty was pretty bad then. Yeah, <laughs> it was because me and my brothers or something were messing around and then like. Yeah, they just didn't like it, so they were like, oh, you guys like have to go. You can't be here anymore. And we're like, oh, okay. And then we had to walk home. <laughs> I can think of two examples where I was kicked out. One, they're both funny and pretty harmless, but I think one I should probably just not tell, just because it, it, it's just a, not a good example. But one of them was just so like dumb that I, I feel comfortable sharing. So I was kicked out of a Taco Bell. As a as a young teenager, because Taco Bell was like our our like hangout. It was like right by our houses, so me and my friends would always hang out at this Taco Bell. Pretty rarely would we actually order food. I mean, like I I love Taco Bell, but like you go to Taco Bell every single day, it's just not reasonable to actually eat at Taco Bell every single day. <laughs> um, so it's typically we just like hang out there after school, but you'd still be hungry. But maybe you're not in the mood for Taco Bell, so like we got kicked out because we ordered a pizza to Taco Bell. So like the driver like pulled into the parking lot 
and we like met him outside and we just like bought the pizza and brought it into Taco Bell and they're just like you can't do that <laughs> so you got kicked out of for getting pizza delivered to Taco Bell that does remind me I did kicked out of restaurants I didn't want to eat there and I did bring food in they don't like that it's like if I don't like your menu I'm not just going to order something just for it to sit there for you to throw it out did you get dragged there by like friends or family? Uh, yeah, we we I don't know I don't remember what the restaurant was, but I know I had brought like I brought the steaks up in, and they they just looked at me like they said they didn't say anything, and then the manager came out like yeah you can't do that in here so I just I left because <laughs> I was hungry so I ate it outside and then I came back in and they was like no you can't come back in here oh, and I'm like, I don't have anything now it's gone. <laughs> Yeah, you're making me revise my uh, my answer. I don't know if I'd want to start a restaurant, even if money wasn't an option. You got to deal with people ordering pizzas to your restaurant, bringing in other food. I mean, you yeah, are the pizza food. shop. What's up? You are the pizza shop, so you. Would oh, think- you're right. Mm. See again, in a perfect world, I would own the restaurant, but I wouldn't have to work there eighty hours a week to run it. So That's I could just, yeah. And and this is what I'm saying, guys, is not realistic now. However, it is possible. You know, if if you become a millionaire, you might own the restaurant and just show up to get the waffles the way you want and then walk out. However, um, we're kind of skipping the step where you got to work countless hours to get there. But it's possible. We're talking about a dream world, though, right? Maybe, maybe. Honestly, there's a financial um, literacy, high school 2.0. I think one of our guests should be someone in that class. I think we should interview someone from that class and uh, learn how to make these dreams a reality, just like by being smart with our money. I love Does anybody know anybody from that class? Doesn't Dr. Spencer teach it? I don't know. I think I think she does. So we can, I can ask her and then... See if any one of our students wants to donate, you know, five to ten minutes of their time. Does um do they go on at the same time as us? Yes. Okay, so one of the students would have to come in, or you know, we we could work out the details. But I and we'll work out details. One thing that just came to my mind is if they wanted to do like a collaboration, where mm. their class comes on our podcast and we ask them about financial literacy and it doesn't just have to be that class it can be any high school 2.0 that wants to take the education they've learned we would ask the questions and they would take a year's worth of education and teach us on our podcast so this is just an idea um let's work behind the scenes to see if we can get it done yeah no i could definitely do that we'll reach out to dr spencer is there like a list of high school 2.0s there are? Because I only know about like four. There is a list. Do you want me to read it out? No. <laughs> it's a long, I know it's a long list. It's a like, long list. I'm gonna talk to I'm gonna talk to Miss Dominic and ask her what she would recommend because she's got the list and I think she would like the idea. So let's let's ask her and we could see who's down to come on our show and then if we want we can pick and choose who we invite. Yeah, we should we should welcome them with ridiculous context. 
Like, yeah. so last week we were talking about making sure that we can all establish a waffle shop where we don't make any money. Uh, <laughs> tell us how to do that. <laughs> I mean, it's true though. We did, we never got to the money aspect. It was more of just us telling stories about how Swalling's waffles are just not waffles and our waffles. Are waffles. <laughs> well, listen, I think what we did, um, in a really roundabout way is we, we identified our values, you know, um, Sounds like Mr. Albert and you, Joshua, really value traveling and and you're kind of experiencing it all. You know, you want to travel everywhere. You want to have all those topics on the waffle. Seems like me and Christian are a little more on like the simpler end where like we want our like butter and sugar waffle and we want to like like do our thing, you know, like hang out. I, I want my restaurant to be like a local thing where I'm like where I'm just kind of like rooted here and then like get to experience like the little things, like the little interactions that I might have in my like employees or customers um so i don't know like it's not much but it is definitely something to work on or work from yeah in terms yeah. of like i don't know finding a career that resonates with those kind of goals i got i got a question this is for anybody has anybody been to like the new smash rooms like i just thought this was like has anybody been to one like where they break the plates and stuff yeah, like you can, I know like you can go in there. It's like an hour, like an hour and 30 minutes, like 30 minutes. You can go in there and you can just break anything you want. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I've been kicked out of there. How? <laughs> I broke the wall and like, okay, I had like a hammer, right? This is in Syracuse. And like I broke the wall, but the hammer kind of like threw out of my hand because they give you like these rubber gloves. But they're like, they tell you the gloves are slippery. That was the first mistake, giving somebody slippery gloves. So, like, the hammer went through the wall and just straight shattered the window. That's bad. That's all. First, yeah, why are they giving you slippery gloves? Thank you. It wasn't my fault. I yeah, did get a funny back. That's something I would do. <laughs> but, like, there was, like, X's marked on the wall, which walls you could break. And, like, it went, the hammer went through the wall because it's not like a real wall. It's like, it was like drywall, which is mm. paper. And it went through the wooden wall, too. And then the window's right there, which is a bad place for a window. What are you, Thor throwing his hammer through like <laughs> sheets of walls? <laughs> like, it was like, it was like, um, what was that? Uh, it's like plywood, basically. It wasn't like actual like wood, wood. I don't know if I could throw a hammer through a pane of plywood have you tried <laughs> fair enough no i have not yet not yet not, no a, i have weekend goals there's there is one up the street for me i would like to go hopefully what is that, what is that called is that right by our school i don't know if there's one by the school there's one by the plaza tops out here <laughs> Uh, it's called things called like Smash Therapy. I'm looking that up right now. Just look up Smash Therapy, Rochester, New York. Something to pop up. 